When it comes to relationships, one of the best qualities is transparency. When you find that special someone, you can really open up and let them see your true heart, as well as your liver and small intestine. The reticulated glass frog has nothing to hide, but it does possess secret kung fu powers that only humans and a select few unfortunate wasps have come to learn about. But if you're gonna be a frog dad, it pays to be a ninja frog dad here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm sick. Not not really that sick, but I am a little bit. I'm also Carlos. And today we're talking about a creature with clear eyes and a full heart. But more on that later. What's that from? Friday Night Lights. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Is that a movie about dancing? It's a movie and a TV show about football. Got it. <laughs> That's the other thing I don't watch movies about. <laughs> With that, let's uh, begin our episode about <laughs> the reticulated glass frog. It's glass that's reticulated and a frog. That's reticulated. <laughs> it's worthy of reticule. <laughs> <laughs> reticule. Yeah, the reticulated glass frog. It's the best glass frog. It's the first sentence class when it comes to glass. What class is it? That's a good question. I, I mean, you don't know immediately? Not off the top of my head, no. Why not? <laughs> uh, one second. Well, it's not reptilia. It's not aves. I just, it's uh, not mammalia. Hmm. What 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 class could a, could a frog be in? And, you know, that amphibian... Well, that's a spoiler alert. I had just furiously typed in teticulated glass forg, and I'm about to find out the answer. <laughs> Teticulated glass fork. That should be the name of this episode. Let's get right into. If you want to talk about, do you want to talk about nicknames? I guess nicknames first. Well, it's, so it's also called um, Valerio's glass frog, the La Palma glass frog, and Ranita de Vidrio, which is the glass frog in Spanish. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna call it the uh, see-through ninja dad. And also Roundhouse Rana. Because <laughs> Rana is uh, Spanish for frog. It is? Mm-hmm. Rana. What's sapo? Toad? I don't know. I thought sapo was frog. Maybe they're both frog. I don't know. I haven't heard sapo, but I've definitely heard rana. Uh, well, let's talk about what science has to say about it. Science calls it... Uh, Mr. Science himself calls it, well, Dr. Science, probably. Yeah, there's no way there's no way Mr. Science hasn't gotten his PhD yet. Uh, the kingdom is Animalia, because you know it. You you love it. you got to have it. <laughs> you know it, you love it, you're in it. Oh, goodness. Uh, Coltstone's going to slap us with a lawsuit. You know you love and are in the kingdom, or the phylum chordata as well. You know and love, but are not in the class Amphiba. The- is there no I there? Amphibia, yes. Yeah. Yes. This is why you should have known what the class was. Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to spoil it. Before I, <laughs> Frog I, comes in, he's like, excuse me, what class is this? Oh, Reptilia? Oh, I'm in the wrong class. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the order is Anura, which we've talked about before because we talked about frogs before. And then the family is Centralinidae. Centralinidae? Is that what you were going to say? Yes. <laughs> Central in a day. Uh, and then the genus... It's central in a day. 
It's work. <laughs> it's all in a day's work. Uh, Here we go. Good luck with this genus. Lake Hylia. Not uh, even close. The genus is Hylinobatrachium or Chium? That's right. Chium. Chium, Chium. Yeah, Hylinobatrachium. That's not so bad. Hyalinobatrachium. Backtrachium. That's uh, now now you're backtracking. Yeah, I'm now back. <laughs> and the species is Valerio Valerioi. This is a tough one. Valerioi. Valeriopioids. <laughs> Valerioi. <laughs> uh so that's a What's the what would bino- be the binomial name? Yeah, what would be the binomial name, Joey? Hylenobactrachium valerioi. Nice. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. Now see you next week. Good, good episode. That was great. <laughs> uh, that one was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. Uh, there's some things we could talk about. Would you like to talk about the description and what it looks like? Sure. It's, it's adorable. Is it a frog? Yeah. Great. It's the cutest frog you've ever seen. Is it? It's pretty cute. It's frog. It's small. It's a small, uh, bright green frog. It's like a quintessential frog. Yeah. It's pretty froggish. And the reticulated glass frogs are unique because of their yellow spots and tiny black dots on their backs. Other glass frogs are, all of them are like bright green, but this one in particular has these yellowish spots and tiny little black dots all over the back. Glass frogs get their name from the fact that they are transparent. Like glass. Gross. Especially on their underbellies. Even grosser. You can see veins, organs, bones, and... Uh, blood vessels maximum grossness through their skin uh, which is thin and shiny Um, the heart is visible but other organs like the intestines and the liver are wrapped in an opaque coat of white guanine which is guanine is like this chemical (laughs) that's in bat poop yeah oh really that's what makes it white I think wait no isn't guanine the thing that they put in some energy drinks? That's tur- turine. No, there's one that starts with a G. Some of like some of the Sobies or the Monsters or something like that have have a bunch of them. Does energy drink have guanine? Energy drinks do have guanine. Sugar combined with guanine and turine. Uh, yeah. Turing is an amino acid found in meat and a fish. So it's a it's a chemical that's found in poop and like bull urine, but it's not necessarily poop and bull urine itself. Okay. Because there's carbon in poop and bull urine. Right. And, and, th- and that doesn't mean carbon's gross. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so there it is. It's wrapped in this white opaque coat. So it's like a it's like they're in, some of their organs are wearing a big sock and you can't. That, that's the secret stuff. There's, there's secret guano organ socks. Yeah. So we aren't totally sure why... We aren't totally sure <laughs> why they are uh, transparent. It's not a toad. It's a frog. That's true. Toads are a subcategory of frogs. Uh, they aren't... We, we're not, we don't know why they're transparent, but some believe that it serves a, a purpose in camouflage. Seems, seems reasonable. It's hard to see cl- things that are clear sometimes. Unless you're what? seeing extremely clearly. Yeah, that's why birds run into glass all that's, the time. Um, it's odd. It sounds really... In- incorrect? Yeah. 
it's odd. It's hard to see things that are clear. It's like, well, wouldn't it? What? But you're, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Let's talk about their location and range. Glass frogs are common in Central and South America uh, in the rainforest. And they're most densely populated in Costa Rica. The, they prefer moist environments, especially by forest streams and swampy lowlands. Me t- no, not me too. <laughs> I like prefer, it dry. I prefer the, the highlands. Yeah. Uh, they live among green foliage where they can hide in camouflage. If you're trying to hide from predators uh, in on, a, on some brown dirt or gray rocks, it's not easy being green. Not at all. No. Uh, but since I said green and mentioned some characteristics of this... It's time for what is probably going to be the listener's new favorite segment of the show. Okay. Uh, and it's an uphill battle, but okay. Let's, let's do... <laughs> we need a new listener poll after this segment. Okay. And it's one that we could do for pretty much every episode going forward. Okay. And it's going to be my segment. I have no idea what you're about to talk about. It's going to be called one of two things. Either taxonomy teams... Or critter groups. Okay. And it's where I, Carlos, uh-huh. pose to you, Joe. Dang it. As uh, the the question of what is what is the group of this animal called? Oh, okay. And I'm going to give you four options, and you have to tell me which one I didn't make up. <laughs> oh wait, so they're all true except for one? N- no, you have to tell me which one I didn't make up. Oh, okay. So they're all. False They're all false except for one. Like a typical multiple choice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I give you a multiple choice, and you have a 75% chance of getting it right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, let me know, you out there in Podcastia, if you like taxonomy teams or critter groups. I'm kind of leaning towards critter groups. It just works a little bit better. Um, but there's no alliteration. Yeah. So... Um, maybe we'll get some theme music in here. Who knows? I just want to see if this takes off. So, and this is going to be, they're all going to be pretty short because I only have one question. So a group of reticulated glass frogs is called what, Joey? A, a clutch. B, a knot. C, a croak. Or D, a spring. A spring and a croak sounds like things that your brain could like connect to frogs, like in a in like a in like a fringe way, that would sound like a good, like a good name. Mm-hmm. So then that leaves the first two. One is a clutch, which is a group of eggs, mm-hmm. and frogs come in eggs. Mm-hmm. And then what was the second one? It's clutch, not croak, and spring. Not is K N O T. I'm going to go with not. Final answer. And you're right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I, I, that was a good way to start. I like this. I yeah, like this. That was good. Segment. That was good. Uh, next time I will make up more difficult <laughs> other options. Uh, I thought I was thinking clutch could be an option. Like could, it could be real. Cause they're like frogs are late. Like egg legs, eggs are in a clutch. I would totally believe that a group of frogs is called a spring though. Like it could a, be because they spring. Well, or yeah, but you also like a like a tower of flamingos, or no, a fl- flamboyance of flamingos, or a tower of 
forgot what the one the, the tower was Par- parliament of owls <laughs> these get pretty crazy um but since we've already done owls then the, uh, i'm not ruining anything so let me know if how, what, how, what you liked about that segment how much you loved it whether you loved it or you really loved it one of those two options um and what and um let me know that that you think it's better than measure up. <laughs> all right, all right. Now that we've uh, stopped fooling around with segments, <laughs> we can get into the listeners' real favorite part of the show. I want to segment this this show so much. <laughs> uh, this this show is going to be more segmented than a centipede. It's impossible. Um, yeah, that brings us to the listeners' favorite part of the show. Still For now, uh, the part of the show that's introduced by you, the listener, and. It's where I pose questions to Carlos to convey the animal size in relatable terms. Um, this week, we do not have any new measure ups, so we're going back to the wellspring, the hero, the the illustrious, the barrel chested, the manly, the wood carving, the one and only, the one and only Tom, who's. <laughs> Who's provided us with four whole measure ups? We're on the third one. Nice, nice. Thanks, Tom, again. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Give me an M. Give me an E. Give me an A. Oh, forget it. It's measure up. <laughs> <laughs> but that was amazing. Thanks. Uh, I Now I know how to spell the first uh, third of this segment yeah not even i'm kind of glad that actually i was watching the like the the player on my phone and i'm like there's no way he's gonna have time for the (laughs) (laughs) he's only at e and we're almost done (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad for the expediting of that that was uh, that was efficient tom thank you (laughs) very efficient spelling whenever i have to spell something i just spell the first three letters and say i'll forget it and then say the say the thing exactly that's how i won this feel like that's isn't that the spelling bee rules (laughs) (laughs) to save everybody some time and say the name of the thing you're talking about when i was a kid i got out on the spelling bee because i was spelling the word button and uh i didn't i I thought it was probably two t's but i didn't want to be on stage spelling the word butt if it wasn't two t's (laughs) <laughs> so I just spelled one T to be safe and got out. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't want your 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 great name sullied by spelling the word butt on stage. <laughs> it was and worth you, it. And you were glaring at this at the moderator, going like, "How dare you give me this word and put me in this moral predicament?" Well, see, no, no, no. I I was fine with spelling the word butt if it was part of the word button. But I wasn't positive that there were two T's in the word button. So I didn't want to erroneously spell the word butt. Like, what an idiot. He spelled butt thinking that was how it went. (laughs) Uh, English is weird, though. There's no reason for there to be two T's. Yeah. Take one T out and you still got button. It's a butt ton of buttons. Yeah. Let's do some measuring up. Let's start with the males. The length of the males. It's about 19.5 to 24 millimeters. Let's round that. Or let's average that to be like 22 millimeters. How many inches is that? <sighs> you can't do this to me. I'm not one for supposing. I, I, I'm not European. I don't know the metric system like the back of my hand. 
22 millimeters. 22 millimeters in inches is 0.866 inches. Zero point. Okay, so it's 80% of an inch. <laughs> yeah, okay. 0.8 inches. So uh, it's like three quarters of an inch. It's a little bit more than three quarters of an inch. That's totally... I can I can envision that. You could have just a number, or you could have three quarters of a number. Which would you rather have? Twenty-two millimeters. I would <laughs> I would rather have the three quarters of the number. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many glass frogs go into the height of Costa Rica's Turi Alba volcano? And again with the mountains. Yeah. God. Here's a hint. Because sometimes we have to learn about like the cult, the the culture and the geography of the places we're talking about. And here's a hint, because I can see you're struggling. The Turrialba volcano is an active volcano with eruptions as recently as 2017. The park area surrounding the volcano has been closed because of frequent volcanic activity, sending huge clouds of ash into the air. I'm so bad at estimating the heights of mountains and stuff like that. I've gotten every single one of these drastically wrong the t- the I, I don't the topographical questions get me because I, n- I just have no <laughs> no basis for estimating these we live in the, ver- the one of the flattest places ever but like one mountain could be 2,000 feet tall and then the other mountain above sea level could be 15,000 feet tall and it's like there but the mountain itself is kind of the same Ugh. anyway I'm gonna say 5,000 feet and we said three quarters of an inch. Oh man, this is hard. <laughs> well, if it's three quarters of an inch, that means every four of them, you have an even amount of inches. You have six inches. Oh, every four is six inches. So that means every eight is a foot. So, and it's 5,000 feet. So 5,000 times eight is 40,000. Wait, no. Yes. And I'm going to take a little cheddar off because I've... Um, I, I said three quarters of an inch, and it's really a little bit more than that. So we're going to say 38,000. 38,000 frogs, frogs go into the height of this volcano. The volcano was 10,958 uh, feet. All right, so then it's 76,000 of these guys. It's 151,000. Really? Yeah. My math must have been really off. 10,000... 958 feet. Yeah. Uh, Punch it into your calculators at home. Check our math. Send me an email about my math. My brain math. That was fun. Okay, what's the length of a hatchling tadpole, you might be wondering? Less. Yes. 22 millimeters. And by 22, mean 12. (laughs) I was going to say that... Still, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a decent amount. It's like... It's half its size, almost. Yeah. 12 12 millimeters... Uh, millimeters. How many tadpoles go into the length of the largest piece of curved glass in the world? Here's a hint. Is it the Bellagio? No. I'll tell you where it is. The glass is part of Apple's new headquarters, and 3,000 sheets of this glass wrap around the entire building. And it's all one piece? No. 3,000 pieces. And one of those is the largest. The largest among them are the largest ever of curved glass. Interesting. Okay. I think there's larger single panes of straight glass. I'm going to say 300 feet. 
maybe that's not, no, I'll say 300 feet. And you said 12 millimeters, which is what? A half of, a little bit more than half of what we were talking about earlier, which puts it at about... Too bad you don't know the square footage is square footage of Apple's headquarters. Too bad I don't. <laughs> um, so we're looking at forty percent of an inch, point four inches, close to half. So we'll call it half an inch just to be fun, and then we'll scrape some off the top. Which means that twenty-four of these go into a foot. Oh, I now I see where I did my math wrong in the other one. Um, it was with finding out how many were in a foot. Um, so 24 of these go into a foot, and then I said 300 feet. So that would be 9,200 with a little bit less. 9,000. 9,000 frog or frog tadpole larva things. Your math, your estimation was wrong, but your answer is right. Is it right? I don't know how this happened. Well, no, it's 1,193. You guessed 900, right? Frogs. No, I guessed 9,000 frogs. Oh, oh, incredibly wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking 900. It's 1,193 frogs. Uh, and the glass was 47 feet. Yeah, so my estimate, there's no way I would have been. What an immense build. It's either an immense building or the curved glass is extremely curved. I was just picturing it being like like a curved out outer portion of the of the building like from one end of this long building to the other the outer window is all one large piece of curved glass and so I was like yeah it's like could be 300 feet long it's going to be a super long I building. guess I did say yeah I didn't know if it was like a glass sculpture that's I just guess there could be one the... really long piece and then like thousands of smaller pieces because I said 3,000 sheets. Yeah, or like it's layered or something like that. Yeah, but no. Uh, oh, we learned something about Costa Rica. We learned something about glass. glass. <laughs> we learned something about my... I always do like... Internal math ability. Geography and then a Guinness World Record for some reason. <laughs> uh, so well, let's... Something, something made by God, something made by man. Yeah. by And by God, by the transitive property. But yes, it's very true. Um, let's talk about some fast facts. Glass frogs are nocturnal predators that spend the night hunting for small in insects. Male glass frogs are territorial and maintain their areas by constantly calling out to other males. Um, so the call is a double. It's like, to males it's saying, I'm here, you freaking stay away. And then to females it's saying, I'm here, freaking come on over. <laughs> Um, Shimmy on over. If a male enters another frog's territory, their call will change to a warning squeak. Um, That's the most terrifying thing. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of the... The southern grasshopper mouse. Yes. <laughs> um, if the intruder doesn't leave, the defending male will wrestle him and try to pin him down. You won't leave? You're not gonna leave then. You know, I'm gonna pin you down. It's like, I was gonna leave though. It's too like, late. Now you can't. Now you're my prisoner. <laughs> and uh, I don't really want to do anything with you, so I guess I'll let you go. <laughs> it's like showing him who's boss. Yeah. And then letting him off with a warning. Rubbing his face in the dirt or the into the leaf. Yeah, so he's really just a bully. Yeah. Well, uh, homestead rule. Stand your ground. Yes. Stand your ground and is different than homestead, but it's the same principle. 
Um, Castle Law. Yes, Castle Law, not Homestead. Castle Law. Uh, uh, Reticulated glass frogs are rarely seen, but they aren't threatened. They're just tiny and elusive, and they live in the deep rainforest and only come out at night. Kermit the Frog's design came from glass frogs. Kermit's really? Dis- Kermit's distinctive pupil shape and bright green color are inspired by the unique eyeballs and the look of the glass frog. They do have horizontal yeah. eyes. Do other frogs not have horizontal eyes? Maybe some of them do. But the if you look at Kermit's eyes, they're they're very reminiscent. If you also But he, um, but Kermit the Frog has like a a collar. Yeah, I think that's a lily pad that he just stuck his head through and like <laughs> called it a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> call it a shirt, call it a day. It's the weirdest lily pad ever that's shaped exactly like a star tree. Yeah. Uh, glass frogs also have binocular eyes. Other frogs have their eyes on the sides of their heads, but glass frogs have it on the front. Yeah, that's pretty unique among frogs. They think... <laughs> there was like, it could be so that they can eat f- flies in front of them. All frogs do that. Yeah, and they can still do it pretty well despite being able to see out of either side of their head. Yeah. So I wonder why they they can only see it. Well, their their eyes are on the front of their head. Yeah. Interesting. Because usually that's a prey thing. Prey have eyes on either side of their head and predators have eyes on the front. On the front. But frogs are both predator and prey, so. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's it. Are we ready for the major fact? Yes. Also, just to add on to your fast facts, they can live up to 14 years. Ooh. It's a long, long time. Take that, bird. Uh, What bird? um, The bird we talked about. We've talked about a lot of birds. (sighs) What's The cuckoo bird. It lives for, like, what is it, like six years? Oh, does it? Yeah. I I, I was thinking the condor that lives for, like, 60 years. Oh, no. So, (laughs) I was like, take that what? (laughs) All right, it's time for the major fact. So, frogs don't make a habit of taking care of their young. It's kind of trademark of the uh, of the order of the phoenix. They mostly just <laughs> lay their eggs on a leaf near a body of water and hope for the best. That at least four of them will make it to the water and live. Um, and males definitely don't do any of the heavy lifting in the frog world. Uh, however. RGF, the reticulated glass frog, um, those dads stick around to make sure their offspring don't get got. Mm. Like Mr. Incredible, he just wants to be a good dad. (laughs) He even sticks around during the day, which is even rarer for frogs. Even frogs that will will guard their, their clutch, they will stick around at night and then leave during the day because they're very exposed and vulnerable. But not RGF. He'll stick around. So while he's sticking around, day and night, he will call for more females. Even after he has his own clutch, he will call for more females to come and lay, like mate and then lay their eggs. So he can sometimes be guarding up to seven different clutches of eggs that are all his brood. Hmm. Uh, and if other males, like you said, come come a calling, he'll fight them with extreme prejudice <laughs> by by like pinning them on the wrestling mat. <laughs> Until they give up. Until they cry uncle. Um, And you mentioned his coloration before. But uh, the reticulated glass frog has that 
like yellow spots all over mm-hmm. and it camouflages him with his eggs so okay. he looks like a clutch of eggs from far away or if you're a bug i wonder if that's also why there's some shiny translucence going on because eggs are shiny and translucent but also frogs are constantly moist right so shiny and translucent well i mean or not translucent but right. definitely shiny yeah um but uh so some people think that it is so that he is not spotted <laughs> he is spotted though he is spotted he's reticulated he's reticulated <laughs> yeah okay um but uh so that he he isn't seen and is spared from predators but what the what other people are saying is that he wants to be seen he wants to be mistaken for a cl- for a clutch of delicious eggs mm-hmm. because one of the reticulated glass frogs' biggest nemeses, right? That's a plural of that, nemeses? Yeah. Um, is the wasp, the South American wasp. Um, and they don't care. They don't want to mess with the frog. They want to carry away the eggs. So the frog's like, hey, look. Look at me. I'm, I'm just a, like a defenseless a, cluster of eggs. Adorable little delicious clutch of eggs. Yeah, look look at my heart beating like a million miles an hour <laughs> right now. Um, and so the wasp will go over to him and uh, he has a little surprise for him because he's a ninja. He's a kung fu master, which is, it's not the same, but whatever. <laughs> um, so if a wasp gets too close, he'll deliver a roundhouse kick hot and fresh to the wasp's face and clap him out of the sky. <laughs> Like Greninja, like a Pokemon. Greninja? Yeah, there's a Pokemon who's a frog that also is a ninja. Really? Yeah. He's in Super Smash. Is he one of the newer ones? He's got to be one of the newer yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. I think he's from Black and White. Huh. He's in the movie. Have you not seen Detective Pikachu? I have not seen Detective okay. Pikachu yet. Yeah, in, he's in that. Interesting. <laughs> like how the Pokemon company is just like, all right, let's take just any animal we can find and just add it to some profession that some humans have had at some point. I mean, in the first 150, there was just a ball. Yeah, that wasn't very original. It was just a ball that looked like a Pokeball. I was like, this is cool. But I what, now they have like an ice cream cone or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, gets, it gets bad. Um, but yeah, so I was watching a, a, Nash, a Nat Geo thing about this, uh, about him uh, kicking things away. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of this montage. It was called the the video was called like Ninja Frog, um, and the montage was uh, a wasp getting close to him, and then his leg just shooting out and kicking it away. And then they were like playing Bruce Lee kung fu sounds, like, <laughs> and I was like, but he's ninja kung fu Bruce Lee. This is not only anachronist, anachronistic. But it's also culturally inappropriate. <laughs> so you're assuming it's Bruce Lee sounds. How do you know it's Bruce Lee sounds? Because it was it was, it was like it was the. <laughs> it was the do ninjas I can't, I can't not really do make that. that sound? No, they're stealthy spy assassins. What 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 good would it do for them to make those kinds of ridiculous sounds? I guess ninjas aren't. There is ninjutsu now, but ninjas didn't start as a martial art. No, they started as uh, mercenary. Assassin spies. Yeah, well, they started started as like peasant 
uprisings against samurai. Yeah. So, so the, that's why their like the, fighting style kind of like came to like counter the heavy armor of a samurai. But the point is that they don't make ridiculous sounds when they, right, <laughs> when they strike with their blade. What if and like, also karate karate people make that sound and that's Japanese? Yeah, they didn't, karate wasn't developed until way after the ninja roamed the land. I'm just I feel like I'm a willing to give nope that a pass on this one. <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this open hand strike. Uh, I'm not gonna give. I, I'm ashamed <laughs> of National Geographic. They should know better. They should know their culture's better. They could have gotten away with just doing the like, the punch sound and kick sound effects. Mm-hmm. Or not saying, I guess Ninja gets the clicks. Saying Ninja. Gets the clicks? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ninja Frog, of course. Who's going to... I'm Kung Fu Frog works for me. <laughs> I would click on Kung Fu Frog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kung Fu Panda was real popular. Kung Fu Frog. Yeah, Ninja Panda wouldn't have done anything. That would have been weird because you have a Chinese panda and a, and a Japanese <laughs> profession. Martial art, yeah. All right. Uh, the last thing is that R- RGF regularly uh, empties their bladders on the eggs in a process called hydric brooding. But that's apparently a theory because the other theory is that they just transfer water through their skin. You know how frogs can absorb water through their skin? They just do it the opposite way and make sure that the, fr- the eggs are all Moist. good and hydrated. Um, but apparently there's... I've just seen a lot of things that talk about emptying their bladder on on the eggs. That's an extreme way of saying peeing. Yeah. Maybe it's not the same thing. Huh. Like there's a way to empty the bladder that doesn't involve urinating. Huh. But yeah, this 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 frog takes good care of its clutch of eggs. But that's, that's what I do in the morning. Pull out the carton. Whiz on it. <laughs> Take good care of it. <laughs> Put it back. Throw it in some sort of stream. <laughs> Say, be free, tadpoles. <laughs> yeah. That's the reticulated glass frog. So, two crazy things about it is that it's translucent. To go look up pictures of this or videos or something because it is crazy. You can clearly see its heart and intestines and liver and stomach and all this stuff like right through its skin and its bones. Yeah. It's it's pretty nuts. And then the other thing is that unlike most frogs, it's a good dad. <laughs> um, and lastly, glass frogs appear on the Colombian 500 peso coin. Oh, nice. And 500 pesos is not a lot because inflation has ravaged that country. <laughs> True. Uh, are they... Pesos are all different. Yeah. Okay. So a, a Mexican peso is not tied at all to the Colombian peso. Gotcha. Or the Dominican or whatever. Um, but that's all I got on the on the reticulated glass frog. For you out there in Podcastia, take care of your young. Keep an eye out for intruders. And roundhouse kick all threats to the face. Like the reticulated glass frog in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey everyone, Carlos here. Thanks for listening to a couple of completely unqualified schmoes talk about animals for half an hour. Like the glass frog, we want to be completely transparent with you. We need more measure ups. If we said it once, we've said it five or six more times. It's easy. 
Just convey the concept of measure up through sounds into your phone's built-in recording app. Then send that tasty morsel over to us at ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Thanks to those who have already sent one in, and thanks to all for listening. And to all a good night. See you next week. <laughs> Hold on. If I'm if I cough, just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we're talking about no uh, apologies. <laughs> with that, with that, uh, the last thing is that um, Daddy Frog Bucks. You can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs>